111. We've been sheltering in place for 111 days. 16 weeks, nearly four months. Last week, after several weeks of very gradual reopening in very limited ways, Alameda County health officials pushed pause. As we know, new cases of COVID-19 and hospitalizations are increasing, as they are in so many parts of the country. So we wait, and we grow weary. Our human connections are reduced to images on a screen, mostly tiny boxes, each with an individual face, occasionally two scrunched close together. Work and school and meetings and all souls formation and connection groups and Emmaus groups and more all look and sound the same. Zoom fatigue quickly sets in. Each day blurs into the next, and sometimes it's hard to remember what day it is. Results of the recent survey of all Soulsians published in the Pathfinder last week was a good opportunity for me to step back to compare my experience to the other 124 of you who responded. Like the vast majority of us, I'm doing well physically and financially. I'm able to get out for regular walks. I have a stable job that provides a steady income. Spiritually, emotionally, we're struggling more. I'm coping, some days more than others. It's hard. COVID persists. Shelter in place continues with no end in sight. I yearn to share this space with you, to look you in the eye, to hug you at the peace, and sing with you and share communion with you. I'm weary of the limitations imposed on us by this virus. Looking beyond this glimpse of all Soulsians, the pandemic has laid bare injustices that afflict our country today. Disparities in access to technology, inequities in healthcare, the disproportionate number of black and brown people on the front lines of essential services such as grocery stores and vegetable picking and meat packing plants and home health care. Systemic racism that has resulted in vast disparities in outcomes. In Alameda County, the case rate for COVID-19 for Hispanics and Latinos is almost seven times greater than it is for whites. For African Americans, Pacific Islanders, 
and Native Americans, the case rate is twice that of whites. And as weary as I am, as I shelter in place because of COVID-19, I am even more weary of the racism and racial oppression that is foundational in this nation. From the first colonists who seized land from the native people who had it inhabited for centuries, and the slave traders and slave owners who built this country with the forced labor of enslaved African Americans. Over the centuries, this legacy has taken different forms. Rayshard Brooks, George Floyd, Ahmed Arbery, Breonna Taylor are just some of the most recent names of black and brown people who have been brutally murdered. And these violent deaths are just one egregious marker of the multifaceted system of white supremacy that infects this country. As I feel the weight of this burden, Jesus' words in today's gospel resonate. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Jesus is speaking to the crowds, to you and me, inviting us to lay our burdens at his feet and rest in him. Rest in God, to be refreshed and renewed. In his invitation, Jesus echoes the words of divine wisdom, a feminine face of God. Come to me, you who desire me, and eat your fill of my fruits, she says. Draw near to me, you who are uneducated, and lodge in the house of instruction. Drawing close to divine wisdom is more than receiving knowledge, more than gaining intellectual understanding. Scholars take note. Just before inviting us close, Jesus thanks God for hiding divine truth from the wise and intelligent and revealing these truths to infants, to those who are ignorant and helpless. Divine wisdom is a powerful figure. The book of Proverbs tells us that she was with God at creation, beside God as a skilled worker, rejoicing in the earth and delighting in humankind. She builds a house, and she invites people to feast at her table, a table laden with meat and bread and fine wine. 
She calls people to ways of justice, truth, and righteousness. And in every generation, she makes people friends of God. In today's gospel, Jesus identifies himself as divine wisdom. Wisdom is vindicated by her deeds, he proclaims. This first part of the passage we heard today is the tail end of a conversation about Jesus' relationship to John the Baptist. John's disciples come to Jesus and ask, are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? Jesus responds by pointing to his deeds. Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. When we pick up the story in today's gospel, Jesus is expressing frustration that the crowds were satisfied neither with John's extreme asceticism and call to repentance, nor with Jesus' embrace of life and welcome even of undesirable people. Yet, says Jesus, wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Jesus, the embodiment of woman wisdom, is the one who is to come, the promised Savior. Jesus, the embodiment of woman wisdom, invites us to come in our weariness, carrying heavy burdens, and rest. But the invitation is for more than rest. It is also a call to take Jesus' yoke upon us. The crowds around Jesus would have understood the yoke. It was a common farm implement that could join two animals and harness them so they could work together. The yoke is part of our history, too. Used by slave traders to tie captive Africans together and control them as they were forcibly marched from their homes to ships that would carry them across the ocean to a life of labor coerced through violence. So the yoke is not an altogether positive image. Nonetheless, in the time of Jesus, Jewish people understood the yoke as a metaphor for the challenging and yet joyful task of obeying the Torah, the Jewish law. Woman wisdom offered a yoke, instruction that was close at hand, guiding those who submitted to the yoke in a way of life that joined followers to God. Jesus invites us to take on this yoke and learn from him.
He offers a life-giving way of discipleship with the guidance of a gentle and humble teacher. This is not a life of ease, kicking back and chilling, but rather a way of life in which we can rest secure in God's abundant mercy and steadfast love. The invitation to follow Jesus is a call to take on his practices, his ways of compassion and justice and mercy. Today's collect summarizes this way of life. Love God. Love your neighbor. We come to God in our weariness, experiencing endless days of sheltering in place. We yearn for practices that have sustained us, daily human contact with friends and colleagues, this community of all souls, the touch of another at the peace, the blending of voices in song, the bread and wine of communion. We learn from the parish survey that other practices are helping, reading the Pathfinder, tuning into the Soulcast, participating in our soup and story and connection groups, praying daily prayer. God is with us and will not abandon us. The very end of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus assures us, I am with you always to the end of the age. Come to me, all you that are weary, and I will give you rest. We come carrying heavy burdens. The people of this land, newly aware of the system of racism and white supremacy that afflicts our nation. We're finding ways to grapple with it here at All Souls. An invitation to participate in sacred ground small groups. Adult formation programs in the coming year. Take my yoke upon you says Jesus. This yoke is easy to bear, a life-giving way of discipleship under the tutelage of woman wisdom, she who is embodied in Jesus, our gentle and humble teacher. So come to Jesus all that wears you out with all your burdens. Come, find rest for your soul as you take upon yourself the holy and life-giving yoke of discipleship.